Hi, welcome to I'll Leave You This with Dustin Chafin. Uh, what you're about to listen to is an interview with me and Joe DeRosa. Uh, there's a technical difficulty that keeps happening throughout the interview. The hotel that we were recording at decided to do a fire alarm test for about two hours. So during the interview, um, just when we start to get meaty and it starts to get good, they uh, the alarm just goes off and some guy keeps talking and this is a test and it's kind of crazy and weird, but it's kind of like stand-up comedy where it's like once you get your rhythm, there's always some asshole that wants to interrupt you. So I kept the interview because uh, I love Joe and this was a good episode and sorry about the beeping and the noises and I uh, hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chaffin. That's the, that's the thing about like drinking and doing comedy. You can't, you know what I mean? In your head, you're thinking, yeah. yeah. And you see the tape and you're like, maybe not. Yeah, it's more, it's more the, um, the uh, sort of pride that you pulled it off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. got through that. I was fucked up and I got, I, I made it work. You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> It's like driving so. home drunk. You're like, Absolutely. you're like, I got home. I got, I it. I got paid. Like yeah. nobody, <laughs> nobody's mad. Yeah, it's good. I think. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, I think. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, uh, start this. I guess. I usually we kind of like do this kind of loose. You know, and it's weird that you're drinking and we're, I'm not drinking. Man, we haven't been drinking in a long. time. I know, time. but but I hadn't seen you in a long time, so I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It's I like mean, I, I don't see you much. No, no, no. Well, we live on separate coasts. <laughs> But I mean, you're you've been sober for a long fucking time, right? Yeah, ten years. Holy shit! Yeah, and I do not recommend it. Um, it, <laughs> it is way overrated. I, <laughs> I remember once getting yeah. drying out with you. Oh yeah, and Richard uh, Ronovich back in the day. Oh, drawing, dropping names. Yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> first of all, let, let me break it in here. This is uh, I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chafin. I'm very excited today. Um, I feel uh, then there's that. I know. Who's that? Phone. We got phone calls. Like, this whole thing is just, like, uh, it's show busy. Yeah. We don't stop. We got uh, deals happening on the phone. We got full conversations. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> uh, we don't need the housekeeping. No. <laughs> no, we don't need the housekeeping. They just call for housekeeping? That's hilarious. So. so we're in a hotel right now. No, I'm good. And, uh, yeah, I've never heard them call for towels. That's wow. That's yeah. That's service. Yeah. That's a fancy hotel. <laughs> they actually interrupt your uh, recording. The just lady to see, came make sure in the other house. day and she was like, "Is everything okay in here?" Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, get out of here." Like, <laughs> was she hot? Uh, that's a huge fantasy that the maid comes in. She was not an unattractive woman, but I was like, I was yeah. just annoyed. Your bar's pretty like, low, I was so like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't mean anything. Stop it. Yeah, you know, like, it is a little much. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, dude, this is cr- it's a it's the ADD hour. I get it. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's funny because the last two people I interviewed um, it was uh, Neighbor Gatsy and Jamie Kilstein, and you know, and they're a big part of that Boston Comedy Club thing. Yes. And um, my guest today is also. I mean, I could do a podcast just called the Boston Comedy Club Chronicles. You know, yeah. just <laughs> just all the mayhem and the craziness, and you know. I miss that place, you know. I'm trying to, like, kind of replicate it a little bit with uh, Greenwich downtown. But, Absolutely. Uh, so, anyway, this, uh, you know, this guy I have on today is, you know, it's somebody that I've known forever. 
Mm. I've known you from different stages in your life, and you were just talking about the drinking thing. And, uh, you know, also just, you know, just kind of a young buck to, you know, and our relationship has been maybe we didn't quite like each other, and then we became really good friends, and, you know, <laughs> so it's like, like everybody in comedy, we have these peaks, you know, highs and peaks, sure, where just lows sure. and peaks or whatever, and it's like, that's what's interesting about comedy is because it's like somebody might be like, I don't know about this guy, and then you have a fucking, you know, two-hour conversation, and you're like, okay, we're brothers. Sure, yeah, and yeah. So uh, amazing comedian, uh, funny guy, uh, one of the few comics I'll say don't give a fuck on stage. Uh <laughs> Definitely speaks his mind. Uh, Comedy Central specials, uh, Better Call Saul, lots of great stuff he's doing. And ladies and gentlemen, Joe DeRosa in the house. Good to see you, In the hotel. Good to see you, buddy. In the heezy. In the heezy. Heezy, yeah. (laughs) Works for both, I think, right? I think so. I don't know. uh, It's good to see you. Yeah, Yeah. it's funny. I forgot about that, man. I forgot when we first met, we kind of had friction. Yeah. But I mean... Who's in... I mean, look, you're, you're talking about two guys in New York... Probably neither of us making a goddamn dime off of oh, comedy. No. And if we were, it was going immediately to some sort of electric bill or, or the next meal or something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And here's how, here's how cool I am. I didn't quite like you, but I remember when Jordan <laughs> Rubin was asking for comics for Carson Daly, and I said, yeah, this guy's pretty good for that. He's funny. <laughs> and that was your first credit. So, first. so, yeah, I'm pretty fucking important in your well, life. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I like that you take credit for that. <laughs> I do, absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. that was... Not your hard work in Philly being a comic. <laughs> None of that. Those jokes that you wrote. No, it's all me, okay? And there's another fucking beep. What's happening with They've this They've been testing... <laughs> They've been testing the fire alarm in this hotel for That's the last hour hilarious. and a half. Yeah, Tone and I were down. Tone Bell's over there. We've, we've been in the uh, uh, bar insane. for lunch for the last hour, two hours, whatever. And That's insane. they keep doing this. They That's just keep insane. doing it. It keeps happening. And it, it only happens when, you're, when you need to talk. Yeah. Every time I make a phone call, they start doing that. <laughs> Record a podcast. Yeah. yeah that's, that's but anyway, you did. That is yeah. true, though. You did yeah. put me up uh, in front of Ruben, and that was Ruben. my first TV set ever. That was exciting. So that's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that I was, didn't, uh, and you wouldn't think it was a Boston. It was like probably like six people in the crowd. It wasn't even like. It was small. It was, it was one of those those usual and, nights at Boston. Yeah. And boy, uh, what a misconception did that give me of the business. <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Train's rolling. It won't stop rolling. <laughs> yes, it will. Many times. <laughs> well, Carson Daly, that's an interest. They've done so much with that guy. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That's the... Uh, is it the apocalypse? Yeah. What's happening right now? No, that's just that's, the Carson Daly alarm. Uh, it's, the it's, it notifies him that somebody's talking about him. <laughs> he's he's going to get another show now. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my uh, god, he was a very yeah. good guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, he's a, I mean, he's not dead. He's still no, alive. No, he's still but good. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. a nice guy. But he used to drink at the uh, the Bagot, like downstairs from the Boston. And also at American Trash was like a spot that he used to really like. Remember okay. American Trash on the Upper East Side? I stayed downtown. That's just where I was because I got all the free drinks. I didn't need to go anywhere. You would have loved American Trash because yeah. it was it was it was one of the great first, name. Yeah. yeah, and it was one of the first bars in that phase of. We're not a dive bar. We haven't been here forever, but yeah. we're going to make it feel like a dive bar. Okay. And we're just going to steer into that sort of curve. 
And it was called American Trash, right. and it was very like, you know, it was very Lemmy, you know, okay. fucking Motorhead, okay. whatever. So it's more rock and roll, not like Doc Holliday kind of thing. Uh, no, yeah, okay. it, was, it was definitely lean more in like the sort of cowboy rock, okay, kind cool. of vibe. Well, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Nice. But uh, but any, anyway, apparently he really Sherrod used to, Sherrod Small used to live up there near it, <laughs> so we. <laughs> It's absurd. It's such weird noises. Yeah. All right. I think anyway, so we go okay. up with Sherrod yeah, yeah. sometimes. It gotcha. Yeah. No, uh, that's, yeah, Sherrod's funny because I, um, I remember I put him uh, on a bringer show, him and Tony. And then... Um, Tony Rock? Yeah, Tony yeah. Rock, yeah. Um, Another old friend. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's funny, all these guys in the beginning, seeing all these guys when they were like eager and hungry and young and just delusional and, you know, all the things that we had in the beginning. Of yeah. just trying to figure this out, yeah. you know, because we, we had people we idolized, you know, the Tells and the Geraldos and stuff. But mm-hmm. we, you know, just finding it on our own was interesting. I remember, uh, I just remember Tony Rock getting his first paid spot at uh, Gotham. And then he, you know, he framed the 20 or something. And he was just like, you know, I'm going to hold on to this. Yeah. And he was telling us he's going to frame it and stuff. And, you know. Yeah, I, so- I have somewhere the... Um a dollar bill that I was paid. You got paid a buck. <laughs> well, I got paid. It was funny. I toured with, uh, I toured with Chappelle, and amazing. There was the the, the and I was young. I was, I was five years in or something. That's phenomenal. And it was yeah, it was incredible. And he was yeah. really great to me. But uh, I got paid. The check was one dollar under what they said they'd pay me because if it went to the full amount, okay. it was going to knock it up into this next like tax thing or something. Ah. So I got like, I got one dollar less, and then they handed me the dollar in cash, and they were like, just because it's a fun thing to sure. do. They said, yeah, and I was like, okay, and then I f- I had the dollar. I was oh, like, okay. this is a dollar that I got opening for Dave Chappelle. That's amazing. It was like one of the first real gigs I ever had. Yeah, and we really bonded on that tour. It's like you know, like. What was it? How many cities was it? I only did like four. I think four cities, okay. and he probably—I'm assuming—did much more than that. But, yeah. um, but we really just—it was right after the show. Was after you, he left the Chappelle, show. who else? Was That's on it. There? It was just you two. Just wow. Two of That's us. way better. <laughs> yeah, and he would. Uh, it was right after he came back from the Africa thing. Okay. And uh, we just toured around, and we just we just bonded. Like we just—he he liked me, and I think I—I I mean, look, my my interpretation of the whole thing was at that time in his life i think he just felt relieved to have a comedian near him that yeah. wasn't trying to was that something like get something out of him you know what i mean yeah not yeah. to say that everybody was but i just mean like at that time i feel like his his guard was up oh yeah so, i remember know. uh i was i remember the night before africa he was over and uh, he was at boston yeah and he was you could just see it happening and these like irish guys come in they like take their soccer jerseys off. They're like, "I'm rich, bitch. I'm rich, bitch," and they're just like right. circling him and like you know, he, you could see him losing his mind. Yeah, over it. You yeah. know, just too much attention. Yeah, we. Uh, it was a pretty crazy. The second day of the tour, he goes, "You want to go to the mall, man?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," thinking like he's gonna have like some, like fucking security entourage drive us. You know, sure, like sure, when sure. they escort the president or something. You guys and, just <laughs> no. He's, and then he was literally, we walked to the mall, just the two of us. <laughs> like, like on the highway and shit. Because it was, it was, it was regular streets. It wasn't a highway. But, but you know like, how it is when you're on the road and yeah. like, and, and you don't have a car, and yeah. then you just have to like, you look, you feel like you're Rambo, you know, just walking by yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, down a bridge. I have a bit about that. About like, yeah. I have a bit about how I say I should. I want to. I want to do a game show where I'm the only contestant, and uh, they just give me prizes every week for having not killed myself after the last gig. <laughs> 
And then what, they review the they review the gig, and they're like, he played to fourteen different people, and then crossed a highway by foot to eat at a Del Taco. <laughs> You know. That's amazing. Uh, I'm sure True TV would pick that up. I really yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. I'll make a call. We'll make that happen. <laughs> but I always is so jealous of you in a, in a positive way. And of like, because you open for a lot of people, man. You open for a lot of cool people. I a was Patrice very lucky. and Attell. And that's... Patrice, I, I didn't... Uh, I, I, didn't got, I did a Patrice? couple gigs with Attell. Je- Okerson was more Attell than okay. this guy. But I, but I did a couple things with Attell early on on the Insomniac tour. And I feel very, very grateful. Yeah. I ran around with Burr a bunch. I'm actually about to go out and do some shows with Burr for the oh, first cool. time that's in like in town? four okay, years great. or so. No, I'm here for something else. But like, okay. but I'm about to go out and do some stuff with him for the first time in like four years, which oh, is fun, awesome. man. It's like that's, a little yeah. reunion thing. Yeah. But um, but but Patton took Patton yeah. Oswalt was really great to me. That's very. And Patton cool. was a guy that talked me up a lot too in AV Club interviews and shit like that. Like nice. he really got my back and. Uh, uh, Chappelle and uh, Jeff Garland, Donnell Rawlings. Like I, yeah. I, I felt, I felt very blessed. Bobby Kelly. Like I felt yeah. very blessed to get to run around with these dudes. Yeah, and I Patrice, did, of course. I didn't too. open for anybody. I mean, like Jim Adrenos or something. It's like, it's like, Jim's a good man. He's good <laughs> but I always felt like I did open for Donnell in Dallas a lot, right. and uh, Donnell's great. He's yeah, the kind yeah. of guy that'll tip you a hundred bucks. You yeah, know, that kind of he's thing. He's a fun guy to go. Yeah, with. he's yeah. he's a, he's an animal. He's yeah. such a good time and yeah. positive energy. But yeah, I didn't I didn't get to open for a lot of people. I felt like. I was, and I always kind of like, I was quick to be like, fuck it, I'll just open my own room. You know, like, like I didn't like, you know, really pursue stuff maybe I should have sometimes. I just kind of like, ah, I'll just open my own room and get my own stage time, you know? Well, I'll tell you That's this. My instinct. I'll tell you this. Like, I didn't, I mean, I look, obviously, I benefited from opening for people that I admired in many ways, uh, particularly just from the, acquiring the knowledge that they were yeah you know just watching them and then that they would the wisdom they bestow upon me or whatever but i didn't get out of it what a lot of guys did which was you know you're the opening guy for a famous guy and then you become a guy like well on his way like like kevin hart with keith robinson kind of thing yeah and like you know i remember like canane and i were 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 opening for Patton around the same time okay and like i definitely felt like canane got a lot of a, a lot of traction out of that to yeah. then get on to and he's he's com- completely deserves it he's like he, yeah. he he delivers i'm not saying it's a a, a cheat or anything um but i i still feel like i gotta be honest i'll be very vulnerable i feel like there are times when the guys that i open for look back on me and go like eh, he should have <laughs> <laughs> well you're this is why he, i like why you didn't he get any this why is, is he further along this is why i like you <laughs> But your material choice, though, like you're a, you know, and you make some pretty risky decisions on stage, and that's why I like you, and that's Thank you. that's why I think you're important. But I think a lot of times too, it's a lot of, you know, if you have some crazy edgy bit, you know, I could see where after a while you're like, okay, that's why Carlin had like Dennis Blair, the guitar guy, because right. I felt like he didn't want to have to follow something that was so intense when he's doing an intense act. I will choose to believe that. I will choose to agree with that because that makes me feel good. Yeah, as it should. No, dude, I wouldn't want to follow you with all that edgy shit you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Being all personal and real and angst and emotional. I'm just telling dick jokes, bro. Calm it down. I got a cowboy hat. (laughs) I don't want to follow you. That's the worst. Who would want to do that? 
That's just, oh, no thanks. It's, uh, uh, yeah, me and Gino Biscotte <laughs> should do a tour together. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah that the, works uh, out perfect. <laughs> neither guy can follow the other guy. It's just a, it's just a train wreck of a fucking yeah. shit show afterwards. Have you, uh, did you ever open for any bands? Uh, I don't think so. Really? I mean, I mean, definitely never, yeah. never any. F- <laughs> I opened up for this uh, German electronic group that's playing in the background right now. Still going. Craftwork, uh, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah Craftwork doing uh, their Audubon album. Yeah, it is. This is like Stranger Things 3 right here. Uh, never any bands of, of, of uh, you know, note. I mean, I, I yeah. might have opened for some local bands that I liked okay. or something, but like, okay. I don't think I ever... No, I never got to perform... The closest I came was doing Richard Belzer's. <laughs> you said that show at uh, Caroline's. Remember that where we had like the jazz band? Kinda, yeah. On stage, and okay. then Ice T was in the audience one night. So that was pretty <laughs> crazy. But uh, yeah, That's no, insane. I never got to. Like, I remember Craig Gas telling me about when he opened for Metallica, and That's I was just insane. like, I was like, how did you? How did you even get through it? I don't even understand. And he was like, dude, you just go out and you fuck it. And then Okerson too yeah, did that whole tour with like Corn, sure. And 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 he did well. He was like killing on it. And yeah, I was like, yeah. Jay, I, don't, I literally don't even understand how to do that. Like, I would be so lost. Yeah, it's. I remember I did something with uh, the Bamboozle tour or something. It was uh, right. kind of like a punk rock kind of rock show or whatever. And I remember we did a. Um, like a side room and it was like a bunch of kind of rancid type bands and it was me and Robert Smigel Triumph Dog <laughs> and great. we're just me and him just hanging out waiting to go on and I'm I was supposed to open for him and then all of a sudden the band that was on we we're supposed to be after this band that, that right. was on stage and they get off stage and then they just yell to the crowd of kids yo come to our booth we got free pizza and then all uh. of a sudden Everybody just leaves the tent, and I'm sitting here with this genius, right. and we got no audience. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, what's up, dude?" You know, I'm all That's like hilarious. liquored up since noon, and I've been trying to like talk to him, and it was just like, you know, there was literally nobody in the tent. I did that. I did that festival as well, but yeah. I did it with when we did it. It was there was a comedy tent. There were no bands. Yeah, this tent. is different. Yeah, and I did it with Brian Posehn and Zach Galifianakis. Okay, before Zach was a fucking superstar, yeah. but it's amazing. How that Zach. Happened was very respected at the time like he was sure he was that guy quick he was well on his way yeah. uh and i remember two things about that show i remember one three things actually i remember going on stage and saying you know it's a shitty festival when the best thing you can look go to see is no doubt <laughs> and, uh, i remember coming off stage and brian saying, going like i like that no doubt that's funny <laughs> and then i remember talking about star wars and me telling him about how the uh, uh, Force Unleashed video games were really good. Wow. And him talking about how much he hated Star Wars because it was still in the prequel yeah. period. And I go, yeah, but you hate it so much you wouldn't play a good game? I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And he went like this. He goes, buddy, I, I'm well aware. It, it's something wrong up here. <laughs> <laughs> so were those two things. Yeah. And then I hope I'm not talking out of school on this, but I remember being backstage with Zach. I had already gone on, and he was about to go on, and I was like, "I was like, this is cool, man, you know." And he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "I don't think I want to do stand up anymore." Really? And I was like, "Why?" And he was like, "I just fucking, I just fucking hate it, dude. The bullshit, <laughs> whatever." And I remember thinking, like, "You're 
you're light years ahead of me and I already feel the way you do. <laughs> so there is, there is no hope. Yeah. Like this never goes away. You just get to that. Like I like doing stand up, but I know yeah. what, I knew what he meant. He didn't mean like fuck stand. He just meant like, there's always so much fucking bullshit that comes along with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's amazing when somebody like at that stature that you respect and stuff starts to, I remember when he started, he was in an improv group or right. something and some sort of improv sketch group, sketch group probably. And I remember he was, uh, he and I both liked the same girl. And it was like this weird kind of dynamic where we were both kind of in the friend zone. And he was yeah. like, and he hadn't quite done stand-up yet, but I'd taken a class with this girl. And he was just always around. And I remember, you know, him saying something. I was like, hey, maybe, you know, I'm going to take credit again because that's what I love to do. I was like, maybe you should try stand-up. I take credit for everybody. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. he was like, yeah, maybe I will. You told De Niro, yeah, 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 Try some acting. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You talking to me? Try that line. See how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, I'm not making this up. And so, yeah, I remember having that moment with him. Then he just, and then he was at, Kerry Hoffman had him at Stanton, New York, and then he just skyrocketed. Now, who, you know? who, that's amazing. So you've been, yeah. you've been around longer than I Than everybody, yeah. <laughs> who, who, so two questions, double, double yeah. question. Sure. Who, who else have you had that experience with? And also, who was first at that thing? Was it Zach or was it Dimitri? Who did that sort of, weird ambient interesting i'm gonna sort of uh, play this soft music behind me telling these weird I, one-liners i'm gonna say dimitri because i think okay. he was a little he was in it before zach was in it i oh. really believe he was like a, a kind of a up-and-coming comic before zach even started okay and uh yeah i i remember i did uh with dimitri we did a um uh, the hamptons comedy festival and oh, yeah. uh, it was way back when he was just starting out. And um, I remember we, we were so excited to do this festival. And they were putting us up in these beach houses. And we were all like, oh, this is great. And then, like, you know, it was, it was like nothing better than a beach house full of comics, smoking weed, drinking beer. We we're having a great time. We had a show. The shows were okay, but the beach house was phenomenal. So it was a bunch of comics. We're all hanging in this beach house. And we're all getting high. We're having a good time. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like around like maybe midnight. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, people start coming into the, the beach house that right. aren't comics, and they're like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? And it's these, like, you know, Wall Street guys that are just basically, you know, the rentals, summer rentals, and they didn't know we were going to be there. And Holy so shit. we're just in their fucking house. They, you know, have, like, timeshares or whatever, and then they just come in, and they're just all these, like, gangly comics are just smoking Holy weed shit. and drinking and, like, <laughs> trying to hook up and shit. That's fucking wild. <laughs> and then we were just, like, ended up just kind of just half of us went to the girl's house and like we were just all over the place it was Jesus crazy. Christ but like we just crashed this fucking place and then we were just like great festival you know <laughs> was, this is that's fun. awesome but uh, I love it but yeah I think uh, you know and this show is what I try to do is you know I mentor comics and stuff and you know I I feel like I love stand up and you know so many aspects of it mm -hmm. and uh, you know I feel like it's it's one of these things where it's it's funny how, you know, somebody like Zach would say that, you know, I'm sick of this or whatever. And there's a lot of comics like that, not to call him out at all. I'm sure he's still doing stand-up. You just say that at a moment. You know, it no, could just be a gig and a thing. And, and that's you know. my point is, yeah. like, somebody just going, like, God damn it. Like, and it's like, yeah, yeah, we've all been there. And I'm like, it just never goes away. It's, you know, yeah. I was funny. I hope I'm not derailing you from your point. No. Uh, by perfect. Saying, okay. Please. Yeah. The, uh, it's funny, man. Like, I was watching... Um, I was, in a, I was in a meeting the other day talking about like comedy specials and stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, you got to do so much to stand out. I go, for Christ's sakes, when Seinfeld has to go, here's the hook for my Netflix special. 
You know what I mean? I'm just like, the bullshit never stops. Yeah. You're never free and clear. Like, it's yeah. just like, yeah. it, it's fucking crazy. What did you think about that special? I, I loved it. I liked it, too. I loved it. I, I, I love yeah. Seinfeld so much. He's nice. become strangely a much... He was never an influence on me in the beginning. He's okay. become a much greater influence on me in the later years. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love the sitcom. I've watched it straight through multiple times. I love Curb. I've watched yeah. that straight through multiple times. And I love Seinfeld. I, I, I'm envious of a guy that can take something as innocent as laundry detergent or a cab ride yeah. and make it that funny. Brian Regan's another one sure. of those guys where sure. I'm like... The craftsman, you know? They just really... It's so it's 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 like, you know, a lot of us out here try, are trying to be, uh, you know, ACDC or whatever, or, or Sabbath or fucking Megadeth, or whatever. Sure. And it's really nice when you see a guy that's just like, I'm I'm early Beatles, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm early Beatles. Beatles. I'm just doing I'm like yeah. doing pop shit, and it's sure. like great, and you love Simon it. and Garfunkel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm with it. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, well, here's the thing too is you know I, I'm. <laughs> Like, I love a good storyteller, you know? Mm. I, I do love guys that tell stories, but I feel that's all comedy is becoming, where it's just like, you know, somebody gets on stage, like, oh, I hung out with Puffy and blah, blah. You know, it's just like, right. okay, man, I, I get that. That's great. And I think comedy is definitely about that. Right. But it's like, I feel the craft of developing and writing a joke, like a Seinfeld-type joke, or like a Mitch Hedberg or, you know, yeah. Stephen Wright. Like, it's, you know, a lot of people don't do that anymore. Right, you know, it's. I feel the young guys coming up is just like, oh, there's my story about my experience, which is great, and comedy should be biographical like that. But God, I mean, I but I enjoy somebody with a good joke. Dude, I just saw. I was at a festival. Um, uh, what was it? It was the um, uh, Cluster Fest in San Francisco. Yeah, and Jesselneck was there. I love Jesselneck. Yeah, and so and funny. We were hanging out. Me, Nate, and Jesselneck were hanging out. Perfect. Combo. I saw Nate too. Nate was. Yeah. <laughs> Nate was fucking brilliant. I was yeah. like, I, yeah. I felt sad after I watched Nate. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> what the hell am I doing? Yeah, you know? he really found uh, his own, yeah. Yeah, he, it was so great. And then <laughs> we were hanging out, the three of us, yeah. before Jesselneck show. Yeah. And then Jesselneck went on, and I watched Jesselneck do an hour solid of essentially one-liners. Yeah. And I was blown the fuck away. I was yeah. like, Jesus His Christ. misdirect is the most amazing I've ever seen. It's just so funny. He did this one joke where and it was like a double groaner. <laughs> nice. Where he goes, uh, he goes, uh, I have a cousin. Nobody in the family likes I'm not. I'm paraphrasing. But he goes, I'm a, I have a cousin. Nobody in the family likes him. And he was paralyzed uh, two years ago. Um while riding a horse and we refer to that in our family as the Christopher Reeve incident right <laughs> that gets a groan okay then he takes a beat and he goes because that horse is a fucking superhero you <laughs> 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 just yeah. like yeah he he knows how to go one step uh, past where the original yeah. misdirection is like oh yeah He's one step further. He's yeah. so good, yeah. man. He's he, so his special good. is phenomenal. I love it. His Netflix special is just top to bottom. Yeah. I mean, certain people just you know make me laugh. I mean that that guy, I could really crack up. Yeah, uh, Jesselnick, uh, Nate cracks me up. I have friends call me all the time and go, "Do you know this guy Nate Bergazzi? I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, I know him well." Yeah, and like he's so funny. Don't we let just... him drink; he gets racy. <laughs> 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 Were you at Oak 
Jefferson's uh, bachelor party? Yes. I've all been right. to all those parties. I t- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell the story all the time about yeah. Nate. That was the night Nate came up to me drunk. We were all drunk. Yeah. Nate came up to me drunk, and he goes, he goes, you know, DeRosa, uh, everybody says you're funny, and you got to watch this guy. And I'll be honest, I don't see it. <laughs> And he was he was dead serious. Oh yeah, and absolutely. I was like Jay and I have laughed about that for fucking years. Yeah, I just don't see it. He's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've all had those moments about you. But, uh, <laughs> just when we're drunk and yeah. stuff like that. I've had it yeah. from I've yeah. had him about me as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's that's funny. Um, yeah, those were amazing times. I mean, you'll, yeah. you'll never match the. You know, people say, what's the, you know, the best time you ever had in comedy? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, man, honestly, it's kind of a toss-up. It's between yeah. when I first started out in Pennsylvania and doing, like, shows in converted pool halls and, yeah. you know, you're headlining the Bringer show and, you know, you hit on some comic's cousin <laughs> who he had to bring and, yeah. you know, and, and you and all your friends are having a million drinks and... <laughs> it's having a great time and then you think well that's what is that in comparison to the beeping uh, podcast <laughs> we'll get, the title of this podcast is going to be beep yeah <laughs> remember when you were like let's not go let's not stay in the bar let's go upstairs yeah, be I said that? yeah I remember uh, saying that yeah it's a but good then, choice but then honestly the other the other side of that is the Boston sure when you're running the club we go up you do a set you make yeah. eight bucks yeah, you that, get a few yeah. free drinks at the at the Boston bar. You go downstairs. Yeah. You spend your eight or ten bucks at the Bagot Inn, oh, bag and in. then they're very generous with at that time with the buybacks. Oh, and, forget it! Yeah. And then you, they do the shut in, and everybody's smoking weed. Oh yeah, and, you know, I almost like, died in there like three times. Like really, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just bad batch of coke or something. Just yeah, just. <laughs> Thrown up in the bathroom on my chest. Like, uh, yeah, bad stuff. Those were really, really amazing times. Yeah, like CBGBs. I called the CBGBs a comedy. That's yes. what it was. It's for us. That's what it was. And a lot of big dudes came out of there. So it's like you could even you could really call it that. You should you know? do a documentary about the Boston. We should, yeah. I feel like it would be interesting. You should. I yeah. mean, that, that's... I mean, the like only this... problem with that, I'd have to somehow work with Barry Katz. And that is not always the first choice in my life. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to. You just have to interview really? him. Right. Yeah, I mean, what do you? Yeah, what, just interview him, right? The club doesn't exist anymore. It's not like yeah. you have to say, "Barry, I need permission to go shoot." You just have to interview him. Well, yeah, I could get Pete, you know, Pete Holmes, and you know, it's like, yeah, because well, I mean, that's he's, he's doing a throwback to it. You know? Yeah, which is interesting with his throwback because it's like it's so funny because it's like he. I mean, you you walk into the set, it looks just like it. You know, yeah, everything is, is perfect. The outside looks just like it. And then it's like, oh, but it's in 216. What? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. What was funny, what was great about Boston, which it's like, you know, that era was interesting, too. So it's like, you it know. Was, uh, it was an amazing room. I, uh, I had some really wild, God almighty. I remember bombing so bad in front of Inspector Deck from Wu-Tang Clan in there that he walked <laughs> out. <laughs> and then years later, I became yeah. friends with, uh, on just via social media with MC Esoteric, okay, who's in a group called Zarface with Inspector Deck. All right, I'm gonna Google these bands, and okay. they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, but like, I I, I gave uh, I gave a lot of props to to Zarface on a podcast, and then Esoteric saw it and then yeah. wrote to me and then quoted one of my jokes. Oh wow! And I was like, hey man, all right, mutual fans, this is pretty cool. 
And I want to I wanna text him. So, or not, to, I don't have his number, but I want to just DM him or something and just be like, you know, once I bombed in front of your partner so badly yeah. that he walked out. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a long way. We've come a long we wrote way. We a song about it called The Bomb. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that is, that is funny, um, having um, famous people in the crowd. I think that's an interesting element. Um, I've had... Uh, uh, who's uh, Polly from Rocky? I forget his name. Uh, Burt Young. Burt Young, yeah. Was in the crowd I one time. I love Burt Young. On just like a bar show. Like it was, the weird, I had him stand up and like he had this some hot little 30 year old wife and like it was the kid. He had like a kid, way too young to be having a kid that age. Yeah. Like it was hilarious. And uh, then I remember one of the big things was uh, I was at Caroline's. I was drunk out of my mind. I had one of those sets that I thought was amazing. And then Mario Pibles comes up and he's like, "You're so funny," oh, <laughs> and I, was, I have that on my website. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. But he was like, "You funny motherfucker," and I was like, "That's it's just, awesome." It's funny when. And then I opened for Nate, and Bruce Willis was in the crowd, and oh, we shit. talked about that, and that was where he said good set or whatever. But it's like, and then it was funny with Bruce Willis is he came back. I told this with Nate, but he came back and uh, talked to Nate in the back of the room. And I was just so hungry that I'm eating a hamburger. And I had no idea he was standing back there talking to everybody. And so I just eat my hamburger and I finished my hamburger. And then Bruce Willis leaves after six minutes. And then I just lost my opportunity to hang Holy out with shit. Bruce Willis because I was fucking trying to get that free hamburger. That's a bummer. <laughs> That's a bummer. That's a comic thing where you're like, well, yeah. free food. Uh, yeah, you got to eat about anything else. Yeah, because you don't eat before you go on stage because yeah. you don't want to get sleep. Yeah, you know, you're ravenous. Yeah, the uh, yeah you... the, the best one. I met Jerry Stiller at Stand Up New York, which was pretty great. He was in the crowd. He just came to watch the comics. He oh. wasn't in the. He wasn't like wow. sitting in the audience. Yeah, but everyone's like Jerry Stiller's coming in. Jerry Stiller's coming. That's in. huge. And that was pretty cool meeting him. And then another time, Rue McClanahan was in. We actually came in and sat in the audience. And I'm the biggest wow. Golden Girls fan. Sure. Ever. And I was riffing with her on stage. And uh. Wow. And I remember halfway through it, I was like, in my head, I was like, you're riffing with Rue McClanahan right now. <laughs> And then I went off, when I finished my set, I had a good set, and I went, went off stage. She, she went like this. Nice. Because you had to walk by her. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Best, best podcast I've ever been a part of. Best podcast I've ever been a part of. This is... Son of a bitch. This, this siren has the best Absolutely. Okay, we get it. Uh, we get it. Yeah. We'll wait. Right, let's go. That's a long one. It's never been this long. There might be a fire. Okay. All right. So. Yeah. Go really? Ahead. Thanks. So anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. You ran the light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're. Uh, okay. The, uh, so I was. Wa- I you had to walk by her table, and she went like this. She sure. motioned me, and I leaned in. And she goes, "You're very funny." Nice. And I was like, "Wow, man, this fucking Blanche." That's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's yeah, funny was... how little things like that just, you know, stick with you. People don't realize how, you know, great that is. Because to... it's weird as you as you continue on through this business, you realize like everybody's just uh I did, I think Gary Owen was quoting Jamie Foxx in a thing I was listening to recently where he said Jamie Foxx once said to him <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's getting arrested. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the entertainment business is the is the biggest temp job on earth. Mm. And like that put it That's the truth. Yeah, that put it in perspective. I was like, that's how everybody feels. Like I remember hearing a story about when they shot Oceans 13. Steven Soderbergh saying, like going up to Al Pacino and being like, Hey Al, remember how you felt on the set of The Godfather about Marlon Brando? 
And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know? Uh, <laughs> this is insane. Did How you? many times do they have to do this? <laughs> what is? What the fuck is wrong with everything? <laughs> God damn it. You should get a refund on this hotel. Yeah. We're not paying for it. Yeah. Oh, you're not. Oh, okay. Uh, we're better. not. Somebody else paid for it. Good. This is bullshit yeah yeah, yeah we got it a test <laughs> the uh but um anyway he said do you remember how you felt about brando and he goes oh god we were all blah, 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 in awe and you know and soderbergh said he was like yeah that's how everybody feels about you like yeah. on this set yeah and he said i think he said pacino was kind of like oh come on you know like it's like you never realize that i'm not yeah. saying anybody feels that way about us i'm just saying like you never oh i get that way when i headline a bringer show but yeah right. I, <laughs> every time yeah. you never feel comfortable yeah like this 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 yeah. really sums up comedy just when you start to be comfortable there's a fucking siren right, that right. interrupts your life right yeah you never it's a metaphor <laughs> Tone, can you call downstairs and say... Can, can, can we stop testing Yeah, I mean, what alarm? the fuck? There's a fire alarm, Joe. They've been testing it wow. for two hours. <laughs> wow. Oh. It they're, works! They're fucking with his hard it now. And it's the worst alarm I've ever heard. Wow, this is going It sounds like going. a strip club, like, everybody throw your dollars! <laughs> Welcome to the main stage. Yeah. Siren. That sounds like an everybody throw fives up. Oh my god, that's exhausting. All right, we got we'll wrap it up soon just to get a word of the How are we Jesus doing? Christ, uh, thirty-seven minutes. Okay. I think we should start over and huh? <laughs> start over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're good. Just light as it. Uh, All right, let's figure we'd just be uh, as uh, unprofessional as the the siren. Um, It'll be memorable. Yeah. Uh, just I don't know, fifty. Just tell me when it's 50. Um, yeah, well, okay, we got to like regroup now. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, take me to, you know, I know you're nonchalant. This is what I like about you is you'll get something cool and you'll be like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then you'll and then you'll tap into like how it's like, you know, nerve wracking or you're, you know, insecure about it or, you know, you don't think it's going to last. But this better call Saul <laughs> thing is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I'm very grateful. I know you're grateful. But, yeah. but at the same time, you're a real guy and you're like, ah, I don't know. And But it's amazing. Oh, come on. This is the good shit. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> we'll get it. It's good stuff. Shut up. So, um, so yeah. So, t- walk me through this. Did you audition for this? And yes. How this happen? And, um, I got the audition. It was. <laughs> it's one of the reasons I'm happy that I moved to LA. I'm not okay. happy that I moved to LA for many reasons. Yeah. But uh, there are a, a handful. And let people know the character and Better Call Saul. Yeah, I will. Um, yeah. But uh, there are a handful of reasons. I made some very good friends out there. Okay. Which I appreciate. I got a dog. Great. Wow. Nice. Uh, Tone and Al Jackson and I started doing Can I Kick It? And I'm very grateful for that. My podcast. And, but then this audition was, was the first of those things where um, I, I remember I got it at, um, I got it at like 7 p.m. Okay. So it came in real late. And, okay. uh, that is late for an audition. Yeah. My agents were like, well, it came in at 7 p.m. And they said, can you be here at this place tomorrow at 11 a.m.? Whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. And I was like... And I looked, and I was like, better call. So I was like, oh, shit. Because like, I, I knew it was coming out, but it, it yeah. wasn't out yet. <clears throat> and um, I was like, yeah, I'll make, yeah, I'll be there. Uh, 
Yeah. I remember sitting on my bed in my apartment, uh, going over the audition over and over and over again and thinking like, this is one of the, I feel very lucky. The things that I've booked, I'm very proud of, but I've auditioned for a lot of stuff that I could have cared less about. You yeah. know what I mean? And this was one of those things where I was like, oh man, this is like cool. Like I want to yeah. do this. And I was also kind of like, oh, finally, man, this is like kind of some gangster shit. I like it. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and I went in the next day and I did the audition and the uh, casting director was very uh, nurturing, but she kept, she kept making me do it over and over again. She kept going like, do it like this, do it like this, do it like this. And each time it was like, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. Till the point where I felt like I was so, I felt like I was flat. And I was like, all right. And then at the end, and I was getting disheartened because I was like, I must be really fucking this up because yeah. they keep telling me to change it. And then at the end of it, she was like, you can take a note pretty good. And I was like, oh, all right, thanks. But I still left thinking, like, I'm not going to get that shit. Yeah. And then uh, I went to Flappers that weekend, to Headline in nice. Burbank. I love Flappers. Yeah. And um, <laughs> It's a fun room. Yeah. I was in between shows. <laughs> I was in between shows. And when I was waiting to start the late, I was saying hi to people that came to the early show, and I was yeah. waiting for the late show to start. And this guy comes up to me, and he goes, uh, hey, man, Joe, I'm here to see you. And I'm like, hey, cool, man. What's your name? And he's like, Tom. I'm like, hey, Tom, what's going on? And he goes, yeah, I'm a, I'm a writer and producer on uh, Better Call Saul. We loved your tape. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, and he was like, we loved your tape. And he's like, yeah, man, it was fucking cool. Excited to see you. And then he walked away, and I was like, oh, shit. Now I got, this is the second audition now. Don't bomb. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, that's insane that they would yeah. come out like that because, I mean, you're just waiting for a phone call or an email. It was like, very flattering, insane. man. It was very yeah. flattering. So uh, it was, we had a, uh, it was, and Tom to this day is a friend, man. It, it, so it was like, so that was it, man. And like, I would go in and I would do it and I would always leave thinking like, I hope I did a good job and I hope it was okay. And then every time, like when I went back, they were even friend. They were always friendly, but they yeah. just got warmer and warmer. And, you know, Jonathan Banks, God bless him, man. That guy took me under his wing. And, so cool. Uh, very early on was like, let's go run lines, man. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable? If you don't feel comfortable, you say it on set. Don't worry about it. Like, it's okay. Like, like he knew. He knew. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> involved in <laughs> yeah, all yeah. yeah. But he knew, he knew how intimidated I was yeah initially like I was sure I, 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 like he knew because he's a he that guy is wow. you look at his IMDb pages he's done like literally like 98 he's amazing it's yeah. crazy so he knew and he took me under his wing and became a friend very quickly and it was great and then um uh, eventually I got to do a scene with Odin Kirk yeah which was crazy yeah, um and I remember this man. This is this is this was pretty wild. We were we were sh so I was shooting the Odenkirk scene, and <clears throat> you know it's not like I'm in the show all the time. I'm only in a couple episodes. Nah, it's still season cool or though, and I like no, no, no. It, it. Lights up when you're on there. It's great. Thank you, thank you. Good. It is very cool. I'm not yeah. like downplaying. I'm just saying like it's not like I'm there every day. Yeah, and sure. I'm just comfortable with everybody. Yeah. So like. I was doing my Odenkirk scene, and I was, you know, I was intimidated. It's Bob Odenkirk, man. It's like I, I really look up to that guy. Like I remember first seeing him on the A list. I was obsessed with Mr. Show. Oh yeah, such a great show. And uh, 
we were shooting and it was it was going well. And then between takes, I finally got the bu- the balls up, and I was like, Bob, I got to tell you a story because he already knew I was a comic. We were talking about stand up and stuff, yeah. and I was like, I got to tell you a story. And he was like, What? And I go, When you guys did uh, Mr. Show, I think it was called Hooray for America that tour. I was like, I was six months into comedy. I was an open micer, and I go, my friend and I drove to Washington, D.C. from Philadelphia to see that show. And then after the show, we waited outside in the cold to meet you guys. And you saw us waiting out there, freezing, and you opened the door and invited us in and let us hang out with you and Brian Posehn and David Cross. Oh, wow. And I go, so that blew my mind. I was, six, I was a six-month open micer, and I go, and now I'm standing here with you shooting a scene on your show that I've been wow. recurring on or whatever. <laughs> and I, and it, it was so cool, dude. He just went like this. He just went, oh, man, right on, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And he high-fived me, and he was just like, he's like, wow. that's so cool, man. That's awesome. All that right, man. Like, that's like goosebumps. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, so nice. it was nice. And then I've, like, seen him a couple times since then, and, like, it's like, oh, hey, man. You know, like. Yeah, no. You know, so, like, uh, but, uh. But you know, man. Like, look. You know, I'm a Star Wars freak. I got the Death Star yeah. tattoo here. There you go. And uh, I just like being, I just like being part of something that's got like, you know, that's a universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some the, for certain people, Breaking Bad is their Star Wars. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I, was, I thought you were going to tell me you're going to be in the new Star Wars. Like, well, I didn't hear about this. No. <laughs> I was yeah. like, holy shit! Was, no. Let's talk about downplaying. Yeah. yeah. I, like, <laughs> I go. I'm going to be in the new Star Wars. Bullet comes through yeah. the window. <laughs> With an NDA attached to it. The, uh, the, um, yeah, no, but I mean, like, that to me, I was like, you know, Star Wars is my Star Wars. Sure. And I respect sure. the fuck out of Breaking yeah. Bad. But, but some, some no, people, that's it's, their. It's a serious fan base. And you don't, yeah. you know, and to be a part of something that people just have an allegiance to, you know, is great. You know, it's, it's just one of those things. And I got excited about the show. Yeah. And Breaking Bad, obviously, you know, is an amazing show. And, uh, you know, I thought it's very hard to do spinoffs, you know. Right. And I thought this show was like, you know, they, I can't believe they pulled it off out of just out of all the characters like that they picked. It's really interesting how they've made a show out of this. And it's very funny, very biting. And, it, you know, and it, it, it deals with a lot of stuff that people, you know, don't understand far as like law and, you know, you it's know, like when the they did this. Of it. It's like when they did the spinoff of the Mary Tyler Moore show. Okay. With the Ed Asner character. Yes. But it went from a half hour multicam sitcom to an hour like dramedy. Oh, that's right. With no yeah. audience. It's like it's like one of those weird things where you're like, yeah. wait, they did what? And it worked? Yeah. So it's very it's very interesting. But they're an amazing uh, group of people. Vince Gillian, uh, I always say the same thing. It's like I, I, I did an episode where he directed, and I had met him once or twice before, but like... When he directed the episode I was in, like it was, I I got to spend some like time with him on set and shit. That's and I was like, awesome. people were like, "What's he like?" And I'm like, "Dude, I literally felt like you, I was doing a student film for free for somebody." I was like, "I've never met somebody so grateful in my life." Yeah. And he's like, literally being like, "Thanks for being here, man. This is great." Like he's so enthusiastic, and you're like, "Dude, are you kidding me? Like, thank you. Like I'm thanking you. You don't yeah. have to thank me." Like, yeah. <laughs> and Ray yeah. is great. Like everybody great. is just really. Uh, really amazing, man, and they made me feel very comfortable. And which was so, great. and your character is veterinarian. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. we okay. got away from that. That's yeah. all right. And uh, what's the name of the character? Uh, his name's uh, Caldera. Caldera. Uh, 
Dr. Caldera. And I love it that this, whoever this casting person was, it broke you down because I feel it's the perfect element. Like, just your cadence is perfect for this because it is a weird character in the sense that you're kind of like, okay, you're a veterinarian, whatever, but, and you're kind of downplaying this shady life that you have on the side. Right. And, you know, you want to be incognito that, people don't know about this other life. So that to me, that's would be the temperament one would have with that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't fully understand it at first because it yeah. was, it's, you know, we're comics. Sure. So the, the thought is to go charactery. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's not to be funny, yeah. it's to be, you know, you go, you go a little too Scorsese or something. You well, know one thing mean? I think is really funny. I heard that, uh, when Rodney Dangerfield was on set at, uh, on Caddyshack and right. he would like, you know, he would get on there, you know, do a line and do his thing and whatever. And then and then after the scene was over, he'd be all pissed off and like, hey, man, nobody laughed. What's going on here? And they're like, Rodney, it's a movie. Like, <laughs> no, it's like nobody's supposed to laugh. <laughs> like he was pissed off that the cameraman and the, the extras weren't laughing. It's like, no, dude, we, this is. Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to be quiet on set. That's why they say that. Yeah. And, but the instinct of a comic is, like, hey, hey, hey where's the laughter? You know, yeah. we just constantly need that fucking energy. You're offended. You're like, why didn't the script <laughs> yeah. person break and ruin <laughs> yeah. the tape? Yeah. So yeah, I, I I had to I and I had to learn like that less was more. You know that old yeah. cliche, but uh, it was true. And then like, it's, you know, I don't I don't really watch it. You know, like I don't I don't really watch anything I'm ever a part of because yeah. I feel like it's just going to add. I res- have great respect for it, obviously. But I don't like to watch stuff that I'm ever a part of because it adds more stress to me. Okay. And it makes me... See I don't that. ever want to start to smell my own shit and go... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, this is cool. You know, like, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. want to respect it and keep it moving. But um, but I have seen some of the scenes that I did or whatever, and I was like, you know, I, I, then I got it. I was like, I get it. Like, this is... I see why that works that way. Yeah. And then you learn as an actor. Like, okay, yeah. so just keep moving in that direction or whatever. But... um. <clears throat> I just, I don't know. I never would have thought that would have happened in a million years, man. Yeah. In a million years. It was quite the surprise. We were like, DeRosa? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening right now? Yeah, yeah. I was like, what is happening? Is Metzger going to come out from behind? Like, what's what's going on right now? <laughs> this is freaking nuts. <laughs> it's like, it, just, it was really surprising when I see your face on there, the little glass. Well, I remember, really I remember funny. leaving the audition and just being like, they're going to give that to... Like David sure, Cross or that's somebody. That's what you think. Yeah. <laughs> Why like, wouldn't they? Just yeah. Just give it to. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Give it to a different Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that just makes perfect sense. You know. But uh, but uh, I'm, I'm. But that's great. It's been cool. Like, is it? Is it hope? Yeah. No. Has it led to any more kind of actory stuff or acting stuff? Uh, auditions not really, at least? man. Like it's just it's it's it's. I've gotten some auditions because people mm-hmm. have liked that show. Sure. And I, I've got yeah. Look, some one one or two other things that I picked up. I'm pretty sure had something to do with that. But yeah. um, but it's not. Uh, look, none of this shit is a magic no key that opens a door, as you know. Sure, you know. Sure, sure. So it's just like you get the things you get, and you uh, and you hope that they keep. Uh, well, it's like delivering your, for it, you. It's like your screech. You know what I mean? Like you got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need something to sell out on the road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I go on the road. I go on the road down. They go, do the vet thing. Prescribe the dog. That's the heckle. Like, I don't want to prescribe the dog. I'm trying to do something different right now. That's 
That's amazing. Um, but it's like more, you know, it's yeah. like when, when Robin Williams did Mork and Mindy, uh, oh, yeah. this is not the same thing, obviously, but like, I remember hearing a stand-up album where, I think it's called Reality, What a Concept, that he did right after it ended. This guy's going, yell, nanu, nanu. Oh, in like, the crowd? Yeah, and he's like, yeah. no, I'm doing this to do something different. It's like, oh, yeah, there was a period before yeah. Robin Williams was a fucking mega movie star. Sure. Where it's like, no, he was just the Mork guy for a while. Isn't that amazing? Like, there's uh, that Richard Pryor uh, special where he's getting heckled in the back, like somebody's messing with him, yelling out. Um, not even sure what it was. Mudbone. I don't know if it was that, or they were just kind of messing with him, saying motherfucker. But it's like, he's doing a special. He's Richard Pryor. Yeah. And he's Richard Pryor at the time. That's one of the late specials, too. <laughs> yeah. That's here and now. That's the that's the last special. Oh, okay. And when, he, when he's in New... Well... New Orleans, yeah, it yeah. Might be, yeah, that's the New Orleans yeah. one. That's here and now. It's the last special he did. Yeah. And people are screaming out and he says at one point he goes i'll smack you with my dick yeah and then they cheer and he goes yeah. sometimes people just want me to talk nasty to exactly him. yeah <laughs> and you're like this is crazy he's shooting a fucking special yeah. right now i i yeah it, people have no respect for comedy no but none no. zero no. i remember being i saw rickles in uh, atlantic city and it was amazing i was so excited and uh, he's on stage, and then just a sea of heckles start happening. These, like, frat boy type guys. Yeah. And you could tell it was they wanted this badge of honor being yes. fucked with by Rickles. Yeah. And it was like they're just yelling at him and just like, oh, oh, Rickles. Eh. And then he just, and then they were standing in front of these, um, like, you know, mobby type guys. And they were like, y'all need to shut the fuck up. And so they start shoving each other. Rickles uh -huh. is on stage. And he's such a regular club comic that he stops in the middle of it. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? You know, maybe not fuck, but he's like, what's going on right now? And then, and then this old lady stands up. And he's like, old lady, what are you going to do? Huh? What are you, are you going to hit him with your purse? And then like these guys and the security and the whole thing. That's he makes insane. fun of it and then goes right back as a real comic would. And it's so, so cool. But He's amazing. Yeah. The first, no lie, my hand to God, the first, the first concert I ever saw was Radio City Music Hall, Count Basie Orchestra, Don Rickles, Frank wow. Sinatra. Wow. Sinatra? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How old were you? 15. Wow. And I was already a Sinatra fan and a Rickles fan. That's phenomenal. Uh, and I knew who Count Basie was because I knew he did some of the records with Sinatra. That's so I cool. didn't know his full legacy, but I knew enough about him that That's I appreciated so cool. it. And uh, Radio City Music Hall, and we saw it, and I just remember Rickles... He fucking killed, man. And it was yeah. still it was when he was still very mobile. Like he was he was like running around the place. Oh yeah. In literally into the audience. Oh wow. And all that shit. And just trashing Sinatra. Like un just unrelenting <laughs> trashing him. And like and it was fine. Like Sinatra thought it was funny. Oh yeah, it's so great how he you did. Know, it. Did was, he sing at all or he didn't sing, did he? He sang at the very end, like for one song or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like he didn't it he didn't, he only did like thirty minutes because oh, okay. he was opening. Yeah. But um but he did all the jokes. It was, you know, uh, every racist joke you could ever imagine, he did it. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, uh, it was so it was funny. he was hilarious, and everybody had a great time, and it was you know it was it was fucking fun, man. It was cool. yeah. No, that's that's a phenomenal first concert. Yeah, yeah, that was. I thought I had the coolest one. I had Zeppelin when I was seven, and then like you, you had, saw Zeppelin. My mom that's pretty Zeppelin. huge, yeah. dude. That you yeah, it was uh, definitely badge of honor. You have. might uh you might that might top. So I mean that's a big one, dude. Yeah, but. 
as a comedy person and stuff, Rickles with Sinatra has got to be that dynamic of the, those two together. It was it's the like, true. It was the real yeah. Vegas. You sure. know, Sinatra closed yeah. it in New York, New York, and a sign that said New York and flashing lights came down. And, you know, it's it it's, it's what you wanted it to be. Sure. Uh, and I love those guys, but uh, but I mean Zeppelin. That's like that's like seeing like the the, the one concert I'm always envious of is when somebody says I saw Nirvana. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. That's like saying you saw the Beatles. Sure. And I'm not even a huge Beatles fan, but it's yeah. just like, to say you saw that, I'm like, God damn. It, yeah, it's weird with Nirvana. And Nirvana was one of those bands that was like, because uh, when they came out, I was missionary in Chile, and I was going through this whole fucking Mormon thing and trying right. to find, cleanse myself of anything cool. And yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just out there. And I had this kind of life of music and stuff before, and then I kind of let it all go. And then I went out there, and I became a big Vangelis guy, and uh, you know Beethoven, and all classical and instrumental music. Because when you're a missionary, you can't listen to lyrical music unless it's church music. Right. You know, you can't listen to any rock and roll or anything. So I come back. I remember I sold all my music like a fucking maniac, and then um, so Nirvana had just popped, and it was like one of those things where it was just like I wasn't ready for it yet. You know, because I'd, you know, left and it was, you know, whatever music was happening. And, you know, and it was just like, and I was kind of an old school. It's like, ah, they just sound like old, you know, mm. like Sabbath. And, you know, they're just trying to do something, you know, trying to go against it. You know, that thing in your head where you're of like, course. yeah, whatever. It's My the bands are cooler, you know. <laughs> it's the comedian's thing. Oh, yeah. everybody likes this. It must suck. Yeah. 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 I so it. I just went against it and yeah. that whole, the whole movement really of just all the grunge music and then. And then, obviously, later, you start listening to it. Sure. And you get into it and realize how talented they were and all that stuff. Yeah, like I got that. into them as well very late. Yeah. Well after he was dead. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's that thing. It's well, like, I remember I kind of started comedy when he killed himself. Like, when Kurt, you know, killed himself. I remember, and that was a big hacky punchline, you know, where uh, everybody was talking about it. Todd Berry had a funny one. He was just saying something like, you know, making, I forget what it was. It was some joke like, hey, uh... <laughs> Kurt Cobain killed himself, but meanwhile, who's who's the guy that's singing Dock of the Bay? Michael Bolton is still living. You know, one of those jokes. (laughs) I forget what it was. But it was like, you know, that's right when I started, I remember. It was like when that was happening. And I was like, and I was trying to do jokes, making fun of grunge. And then as I got older... I realize, you know, it's like there's no more rock and roll up. That was it. So you, you know, it's nice to. You might want to go back to that. Yeah, it's the last of like real instrument type rock. Yeah, that was uh, that was. I mean, there was a little wave of indie rock stuff after that, and not much, not much at all. I thought of you the other day. Broke my heart. I was watching a. uh, Was like a was a car commercial or a CVS or something. It was a Pixies song, man, and it was just like, oh. And it was one of the, it was their biggest hit, but it was still most commercial hit. And I was just like, "I come on, man, really, guys?" Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> some bands I'm like, "Come on, man." I know. ACDC did it. A couple other bands. I'm like, "It's All a right. fucking bummer," but it's yeah. like you know they got to make money. I guess. I will say though, man, like I've always been a huge, huge, huge Tom Waits fan, and uh, yeah. I mean, very recently, meaning five years ago or something, six years ago, he he flat out in an interview was like. Yeah, I guess because uh, you know having your music in a car commercial is the epitome of success these days. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, he just took a fucking hard nice. <laughs> swipe at everybody, <laughs> which I liked. But I just—it's funny because I just thought of you the other day because I became over the last two years an insane Motorhead fan. Nice, like where I couldn't stop and bought every record on vinyl, vinyl. like ev- like just couldn't stop. Yeah, and I'm just. 
the next tattoo I want to get is a Motorhead tattoo. Oh, nice. You know, so like I'm just I just became obsessed with them. Became easily one of my favorite bands ever. Yeah. And I remember talking to you, and you said you went to see a show. I can't remember who the the full bill was, but Nashville was Pussy and Motorhead. Motorhead. Yeah, phenomenal show. And I said, how was it? And you went, you went. Well, you know, it's Motorhead. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> And at the time, yeah. I didn't quite know what you meant. I yeah. was like, yeah, I, I guess, they're legendary, I guess so. Oh, you know, yeah. but. I remember that show. It was Reverend Horton Heat, actually, was the yeah. opener. And then it was Nashville Pussy, and it was Motorhead. And I remember just, I mean, seeing a guy, I mean, he must have been at least 60 then. Right. And he was just, you know, just, and what I also thought was really fucking cool, same, with, same thing with Carlin, actually, where you have, like, such really young people and then just people of his era in right. the audience, just all rocking together and just nonstop. There's no fucking ballads with Motorhead. You right. know, there's no fucking weak period where they're just trying to sell records. Like it's just rock and roll all the way. Man. Yeah. Just they have such one great music. Record that dips. Okay. One. That's it. Uh, March or Die is the yeah. one they released after they won the Grammy. Ah, uh, okay. And you could tell that they were like if you read reviews of it now, it's yeah. like, this is where it almost all went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> but then they like... This is their November rain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was a bad idea. And yeah. then, but then like they, and that's the only album of theirs I don't own. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, they came back with, I think the world is yours or, but they just came sure. back fucking swinging. And it was like, yeah. they got right back on the horse and they're like, all right, sorry about that guys. We got it. Yeah, I enjoy watching, you know, rock bands to uh just for showmanship you know just to kind of like you know just watch how they you know keep the crowd captivated and there's just something great to watch a you know front man just kind of own a crowd and i remember uh just watching you know you just take little things from people sure and just how they kind of own it but uh so man um this is uh you know it's been cool just been cool I had a great up. time, buddy. It's, you know, what's funny is like just uh, it takes sometimes it takes a podcast just to talk to your friends these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like you're yeah. not going to meet you somewhere at Applebee's, yeah. but hey, a podcast. Yeah. Sure, I'll do a podcast. Yeah. Like it's our instinct to do something because yeah. then we feel like we get to hang out, but we're actually, you know, putting a, something out there. Either a podcast or an accusation bring, yeah. is bringing us all together these yeah. days. <laughs> I'm really happy we didn't get into the accusation stuff because I felt like the last two guys, I really kind of, that's all we talked about. And yeah, obviously, you know. I think everybody needs a little bit of a breather. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect timing. That's the that's hotel's accusation conversation. Uh, hilarious. Uh, oh, my God. this That's so funny. I'm glad we're wrapping it up. Uh, so this is, uh, we d- <laughs> now he's like having a full conversation. Like, who are you talking to? I am without oh doubt. Oh my God. This is going this is the to funniest show to ever. The de- front desk. Oh yeah. You, you I'm like, should. This is crazy. Dude, it's still going. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing like a tight five. Like this is still much. So, um, oh my God. Okay. Anyway. So also how about if yeah. you're going to do a long speech? Yeah. Why don't you get a mic that's not feeding back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Timmy. Get a sure mic. They're nice mics. Yeah. Like they don't they don't feed back like Sounds this. like the end of fucking Back to the Future when he <laughs> yeah. does the solo for too long and exactly. everyone's just like looking at him. Just like <laughs> Or like or, or also like when they're like trying to get the mayor or there's like that, that big speaker on the car. <laughs> it's like driving by campaigning for the mayor. Like it's just yeah, it's just like weird. He's still going, dude. He's still this going. This is hilarious. Still going. Right, well, um, 
Oh my lord. Check, check. Jesus. One, two, three. One, one, two, three. More like one to a hundred, man. <laughs> well, this is, uh, I'll tell you everything. Uh, I'll leave you with this. I can't even think straight. I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chafin. Um, my producer, Anthony Kaffer, wanted to ask you a question. So this is a segment of the show with Anthony Kaffer, funny comedian, uh, producer of I'll Leave You With This with Dustin Chafin. Uh, I saw on your uh, Wikipedia page, this is it. Uh, in addition to comedy, you do uh, music and you're an author. <laughs> and, uh, you have to speak up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of competition. <laughs> uh, it says uh, music. <laughs> you're an author, director, editor. This is my moment to shine. <laughs> the uh, so yeah. yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. This is. Hmm. I mean, the. Oh my God! I can't even. Tone. <laughs> we get. We gotta. <laughs> Tone. We gotta ask for free shit over this. I'm gonna be like, you need to count my entire bill. I'm too drunk to ask for free shit. <laughs> <laughs> you need to count my entire bill. Jesus Christ. This is insane. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> Ask your question. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Ask it loud. Okay. So uh, all of those things, they're things that I've, I also do. Uh, and I'm a uh-huh. comic also. So I was wondering uh, how it all, how, how did you get into <laughs> all of that? Was it out how of, what? how did you get into all of those things? Was it out of necessity? That's easy. I, st- I started out as a musician I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. The how whole, did I get into all the yeah, things? Yeah. How did you get into all of the music, things that directing, you, and all yeah, this stuff? Yeah. I was wondering if it was a natural progression or a choice or. Um, it was a very natural progression. I got into music first, and I liked playing music, and um, I found that it, I had a hard time sort of getting along with <clears throat> groups of other people, <laughs> <laughs> and then I started to do comedy for that reason. Because I was like, well, you, you don't need to lug... Because I drummed, and you know, I was like, you don't need to lug your shit around. You can just kind of go on stage, technically, without a mic. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> How many fucking noises does it have? You know what that sounded like? The opening of Grease, you know, when she's in the yeah, yeah. xylophone? <laughs> oh, that's great. It was, yeah, so, and then I got into comedy, and then, um, I only got into to, to writing and directing a bit because I just, I kind of had ideas of what I, how I thought something should look, and people around me were nice enough to give me the opportunity to do that, and then I directed first, and then after directing, I started to do writing, because I had different ideas, and I wanted to try to do that, and... You know, it's like one thing just kind of leads to another. And then you start to realize, oh, all of my visual and audible interests can kind of lock together. Yeah. You know? Did um, you do music on stuff that you directed? And did you edit I did, also? yeah. Yeah, the, the movie Cheat that Bill Burr and Robert Kelly and I wrote and starred in together, and they produced it and I directed it. Uh, my friend James Pinkstone, Pinkstone and I did the music for that. Oh, nice. um, uh, I did the music for my web series. Uh, when I did uh, eight years ago or something, I did a web series. Uh, what are we waiting for? And we should break up. I did the music for both of those. I do the music for all my podcasts. 
Oh, cool. Uh, so I've had three podcasts so far. I did the themes for all those. Um, my special I directed, but I didn't do the music for that. I actually got my friend James Pinkstone to do the music for that, which was a real thrill to get to hire your friend. Oh, yeah. Who's a musician who you really admire and love. And say like, hey man, can you do the music for this? Like, and and he knocked it out of the park. So, you know, uh, I don't do it out of selfishness. It's just like, yeah. if the money's tight, mainly it's like, all right, I'll do this. Yeah, you just have to do everything yourself. <laughs> but if there's a budget, I like to <laughs> give money to other people yeah. that are more capable than me. <laughs> Very cool. Nice. All right, thank you so much, Joe. Appreciate it. Thanks, thank guys. You, Anthony, good work. You want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, my yeah. two podcasts. We'll see you in hell. The horror movie, sci-fi, fantasy movie podcast on uh, Headgum and uh, Emotional Hangs, the uh, podcast about adult friendship uh, on uh, Feral Audio. Uh, go check those out. Thank you so much for listening to I'll Leave You With This with Dustin Chafin. Yay! Beep, beep.